welcome back to this Wonderland Life with Alice Marie. I'm Alice Marie, and today we're going to talk about a topic that's a little heavy. Something that is affecting all of us, whether you are the home CEO full-time, or you are working outside of the home and trying to maintain your home. Inflation. It is a hot topic right now. So you may have shown up to this podcast just because of the title, but a quick little background about who I am and what we do over here. I am Alice Marie and I am a home CEO. What that means is that I run my home like a boss. I understand that not everybody can be a full-time homemaker, but somebody has to be person who runs the home, the person in charge of the day-to-day operations. And that's what we do here at This Wonderland Life. And we are home CEOs. So whether you are working full-time outside of the home, full-time at home, or a little bit of a mixture of both, or if you have a stay-at-home job or own your own business or whatever walk of life you happen to be in, our homes need somebody to run them. Today we're just going to hop into the topic. I am going to skip the three things at the end of the episode, mostly because this episode is just like a list of things that I hate. And while I could do three things that I love, I'm just honestly not in the mood after all of the research and things that I did for this episode. As always, I have a few announcements before we get into the nitty gritty of this episode. Tonight is Thursday and we are doing a live on Zoom. You can get the Zoom link over in my private group on Facebook or if you prefer to get off of social media like I do, you can hop over to this wonderlandlife.com slash members and sign up for our free private off social media group that does not have the censorship of the big tech. It is an amazing group to get involved in and we have an app too. All you have to do is download AttractWell and you can access the group right from the app. It's amazing. But the link will be over in the Facebook group. It's at 6.30 tonight and we are gonna be talking about personal development while you're being a homemaker. A lot of people don't think about personal development in homemaking, and we all need to be developing ourselves constantly, no matter what walk of life we happen to be in. So that is the topic for tonight's discussion. And then next week on Wednesday, we are going to be having, that's Wednesday, June 1st, we are going to be having one of my friends come in and she's going to be talking about her journey to becoming a mom and healing from infertility issues that she was dealing with. So I'm really excited about that topic. And again, you can get in on the Zooms live to ask your questions, to get involved a little bit more personally with my guests by joining the Facebook group or heading on over to thiswonderlandlife.com slash members and signing up there. 
all know that inflation is happening. There's a lot of debate about why inflation is happening right now, and the most annoying one that I've seen is that companies are just being greedy. The biggest reason that I see inflation happening is we printed a bunch of money. A lot of money. Like, a lot. A lot of money. And we had this global pandemic, which I'm not going to get into my feelings on the pandemic in this podcast, um, not this episode at least anyway, because I know that it's a very controversial topic and that is not what this episode is for. But with the global pandemic, we had a lot more people staying at home, which means that things like gas, the demand fell roughly 10% in 2020. We stopped refining as much oil to gas here in the United States and I'm sure in many other places around the world. I am focusing on the United States. I know I have some listeners in other countries. However, I'm here in the United States, so I really don't have a lot of information from other countries other than things that I have read or heard from friends of mine who are in other places. Right now, we are looking, as of this week, at an average of $4 per gallon in every state for the first time in our history. Like I said, the demand fell 10% for gas in 2020, which stopped our refining and really messed up our production. When we look at the gas prices, 50, roughly 50% of gas prices come from the cost of crude oil, roughly 20% come from the cost of taxes, 15% from distribution and marketing, and 15% is refining costs and profits. So even if the gas companies were raising prices to pad their profits, it wouldn't be affecting us as much. However, gas is currently up 43.6% over last year. That is ridiculous. But crude oil is up 85%. So when we're looking at the fact that 50% of our gas cost comes from the cost of crude oil, and crude oil is up 85%, it explains the gas price hike so much more than more people are driving again like I see a lot of people on the internet blaming it on. We're also dealing with the fact that our country has decided to make policies that affect our gas prices. So shutting down things like the Keystone Pipeline. Um, I've got people over on Twitter telling me that There's 8,000 leases available for drilling, but they're also leaving out the fact that those drilling leases have higher royalties that are being paid to the United States government and are for less acreage than they have been in the past. So they're asking us to drill in less, in a more confined area and pay more to the United States government to use that drilling land, which is only going to help raise the cost even more. When we're looking at the market overall, I work in the automotive industry, so it's something that I see a lot in the automotive industry. 
the cost of cars has gone up significantly. And a lot of people, again, think that it's just dealerships being greedy or car manufacturers being greedy. I can tell you right now that is not the case. Dealerships want to sell cars. That is what they want to do and they are going to do whatever they can to sell cars. I deal with this five days a week trying to get people in to purchase vehicles. And right now we're looking at used cars are up 22.7% and new cars are up 13.2%. And as somebody in the industry, I can tell you right now, it really comes down to availability. When we shut down all of these manufacturing plants, most of the plants in the United States are located in Michigan. And Michigan was one of the states that shut down. I also work with a Toyota dealership who has a lot of their vehicles shipped from San Diego, which again, California had most of everything shut down and they were not allowing people to go to work. So new cars were not manufactured as much. I'm sure you guys have heard about the chip shortage, which most of our ships, most of our chips are shipped. <laughs> from Taiwan and the chips were just not able to keep up with the supply needed for all of the electronics that we were ordering and purchasing in 2020. You start working from home, you're using more electronics at home, we need more electronic devices, or you start staying home more often, you're not going out as much, maybe you decide to buy a new TV or PlayStation was a big thing. In 2020, I remember the new PlayStations were so hard to find for Christmas that year. I don't personally play PlayStation, but I saw it all over the internet and it came down to these little chips that go into all of these electronics. Well, they're the same types of chips that you're gonna find in your vehicle. And so the production of new vehicles slowed, but people still want new cars. And I know a lot of you are thinking, well, why can't people just keep the car that they have? Leasing is a big factor in this. I'm seeing it a lot in my day-to-day -day work where people have leases that are coming to an end and they have choices at the end of their lease. They can either buy the lease out, they can return the lease, or they can return the lease and get a new car. A lot of people don't wanna buy the lease out. They lease for a reason. They lease because they want to always have a low mileage vehicle that's under warranty and they want a new vehicle every few years or their family style changes or their lifestyle changes or there's a lot of reasons to lease a car. I, I think leasing is a really great option. Right now we are seeing leasing payments in some cases higher than financing payments. It's absolutely amazing just the things that we're seeing right now in the industry. But you've got all of these leases from 2019 and early 2020 that are starting to come to maturity right now. And those people are in the market for a new vehicle. A lot of them are choosing to buy the vehicle out because the residual value of their lease is less than the current market value of the vehicle. 
And a lot of people are also choosing to use that positive equity to trade their lease in like a traditional trade-in, which is an option that really hasn't been available to lessees in the past. But they're also finding that their next vehicle is a lot more expensive on a month-to-month basis. So you've got new cars were not being produced as much. And with that means that the supply is down and more people need to buy pre-owned vehicles. So people who were normally buying new cars or leasing new cars are now buying pre-owned vehicles until the market levels itself out. Meaning that there's less pre-owned vehicles available for the people who normally buy pre-owned vehicles. And used cars are up 22.7%. Used cars are priced in the market. And I can tell you from experience, most dealers want to be amongst the lowest, if not the lowest, in the market. That's how they get you to come in and buy the car. It's not a greed situation there may be some greed there I have worked with some dealers who definitely are raising prices higher than other dealers just because they know they can and those dealers are not dealers that I would ever say go buy a car from because they have some pretty shady dealer practices and the car industry in general has always had a bad name and this is just not helping I can tell you from experience, there are really good car dealers out there. They may be few and far in between, but there are some really good car dealers out there. And it's just really sad to see an industry that I've been a part of for almost seven years now, having to deal with the rising costs of everything. We're looking at fewer trucks on the roads right now because of the supply chain breakdown. Shipping companies are going bankrupt. Um, people are restricting spending due to the inflation. And with the high fuel costs, we're going to see a lot less trucks on the road. I have seen, and Andy was talking to me about it the other day, how he sees it a lot down in the Savannah area where you've got regular people people like you and me who go out and get a special license I forget exactly what license it is but they're driving a 2500 or 3500 which for those of you who don't know is just a truck it's a class of truck something that you can go buy at your local car dealership putting a fifth wheel attachment on there so that they can haul loads like your big semis because the semis are not on the roads as much anymore because you've got places like California that are not allowing semis over, I believe it was three years. Don't quote me on that one because that was one that I did not pull up for this podcast to research. It's something I'm trying to do out of memory. And they're not allowing these trucks to drive in the state of California because of the emissions and things like that. They're fine to drive everywhere else in the United States, but not in California. A lot of our product comes into California. 
And then you've got California who is shutting down ports, not anymore, but during 2020, during the pandemic, 2020 to 2021. And so then we had, and I'm not blaming just California. There were ports all over the country having these issues. But California is one of our bigger states with a lot of ports that comes to mind and has a lot of issues. But here nor there. They were closing down these shipping ports because of the pandemic and not allowing people to go to work. We still had goods coming in. Well, those goods were sitting out at sea, which means a lot of the goods were spoiled. If it was a perishable item, it wasn't making it to your shelves. And if it was, it wasn't staying for long. Other goods were backed up. Again, things like chips and electronic goods and household goods, things that you just buy on a normal basis. Y'all remember, toilet paper was like non-existent for a really long time. I still can't find my favorite brand of toilet paper at most stores. When I do find it, it's like the most exciting thing for me. (laughs) And I usually post something on Instagram because I'm so excited that I found the toilet paper that I like. And we're halfway through 2022. It's beyond me crazy that I still can't find the toilet paper that I like. But beyond gas prices and car prices going up, we're seeing a huge increase at the grocery store. If you've been grocery shopping lately, even if you didn't pay attention to your grocery budget before, I am sure you're noticing that you're spending more when you go to the checkout. Food on average is up 10.8%. It's an average. So I did a little bit of research and I found citrus citrus fruits are up 18.6%. Butter is up 16%. Milk is up 14.7%. And then you've got things like meat, fish, and eggs that are at 14.3%. Now, a couple weeks ago in my three things, we talked about chicken. And I watched 10 pounds of frozen chicken breast from Walmart. I believe it's the Great Value brand, but I can't be 100% sure. Go from $15.98. I can't remember the last time it was that price. To $40 two dollars which is a lot more than the 14.3 percent increase that we're seeing on average so in some cases we are seeing much higher prices again these are averages and it really depends on what state you live in and there's so many factors that go into getting an accurate pricing for where you're at but location is a huge one Whether or not those items have to be shipped in is a huge one. Um, For example, the citrus fruits being up 18.6%. I have not looked locally in like Florida where most of our citrus is grown to see what that price increase is, but I'm sure there is a price increase. My guess would be that it is probably a little bit lower than the average because it's more local and it doesn't have to be shipped as much. And all of these price costs go back to the gas shortage and gas prices being much higher and companies needing to 
pay more to ship these goods to your local grocery store. A while back, I want to say probably a year or two ago, I read something that really surprised me. There are many people in cities who do not realize where their food comes from. When asked questions like, where does chicken come from? Where do eggs come from? The answer is the grocery store. So I was doing a little bit of research on this and I found a comment on a Facebook post that really had me just in shock. This woman was describing a teacher that her daughter had. I cannot remember if she was in Oregon or Washington. I always get those two states mixed up when I'm trying to remember which is which. I know that Oregon is directly north of California, but it doesn't matter exactly which state she was in at this point, but it was either Oregon or Washington. And she said her daughter's teacher called her a liar when she told her that they have chickens for eggs. There was a moment of silence intentionally there, mostly because it brings me back to complete speechlessness that there is a teacher who thought that that wasn't possible. Eggs come from the grocery store is what this teacher told this child. Now, I definitely cannot say whether or not this story was true. But there are people who believe this and that you can find all over the internet. It's it's there. If you want to search for it, you can find people who don't realize where their food comes from and that it comes from a farm and that somebody actually has to put in the work to make that food. It does not magically appear. Food has to be transported from the farm to the manufacturer, to the grocery store, and then finally to your home. Sometimes there's a warehouse in there. And speaking of warehouses, have you heard about all of the fires and explosions at warehouses over the last couple of months? I kind of lost count, but I think the last time I counted, it was at 13 warehouses. Tyson was one of them. I forget. Azura was the other big one. And Azura is one of the biggest manufacturers of things that are like organic goods. Goods that we actually want to be feeding our families. And their entire warehouse caught on fire. Just spontaneously apparently. I'm I'm not sure exactly how it happened and I'm not sure anybody will ever know the truth about how it happened. There's conspiracies out there about it and there are stories out there about it. There's the narrative about it. It's, It's really hard at this point to pinpoint exactly what the truth is because there are so many different versions of the truth out there.
So with inflation and everything going on right now, we're going to be talking a little bit more about being prepared and storing foods because to be completely honest with you, I am so glad that I have things that are available to me in my home that I purchased before the prices went up. So there's things that you can't store really long-term. There's things that you can only store for a few months. There's things that you can only store for a year. We're going to go through all of that throughout this podcast. It's not going to be every episode. The next episode is going to be something completely different. And I'm just really excited to share a little bit more information with you guys about being prepared. And that means being prepared for anything, not just inflation, but natural disasters, job losses, illness, unexpected car repairs that need to get done that may mess with your budget. There are so many different reasons to be prepared. And I think a lot of the times when we think about preparedness or quote unquote being a prepper, we think about the crazy preppers who have years worth of food stored up and they hoard things. I'm not saying that's wrong. If that's you, go for it. But most people don't need to have a basement full of non-perishable goods. It's just the truth. So that's something that we're going to be talking about a little bit more as this season progresses, especially with all of the craziness that's going on in the world right now and some resources for you guys. One thing that I did want to hit on while I am just thinking about it is we've got the formula shortage right now. And I understand there's a lot of people who can't breastfeed. I was one of those children who could not be breastfed. My mom was unable to produce something specific in her milk that actually gives me the things that I need and I was losing weight in my first two weeks. So I was a formula baby and I understand that there are reasons why certain children should be on formula. And I am not going to degrade anybody for using formula or anything like that. I do think breast is best, but fat is better. (laughs) So with that said, I just wanted to share with you guys a little bit of information that I know a lot of people don't know. There are breast milk banks. So if for some reason your child is unable to adapt to a different formula and you can't find your formula, or maybe you've stopped producing milk and you're trying to supplement with formula and you're having a difficult time finding formula, Google breast milk banks in my area and see what pops up. I have a friend from high school who she's got four kids and she has donated breast milk every single time that she has breastfed her kids. And I just thought it was such a beautiful thing. And when I first learned about it, it was something that I didn't know existed. I don't have kids. It's not something I would have thought of, but I also don't think it's something that's out there a lot. Right now I'm seeing a lot of posts on social media that are like formula replacement recipes. And to be honest, they're kind of scary because We're looking at people feeding their children sweetened condensed milk and caro corn syrup. 
with water. Uh, You're literally looking at feeding your children sugar water at that point. So be very, very cautious about what you choose to replace formula with. If that's something that you need to do, talk to your pediatrician or your healthcare provider, whoever it is that you choose as your healthcare provider, and make sure that whatever you're choosing is the best option for your child. A couple of other options that I have seen, goat's milk is very similar to human milk and camel milk. It's a little expensive. I am not gonna lie, I looked at the price of camel milk and I about had a heart attack. But camel milk is amazing for so many different things. And it's something that's definitely worth looking into if you're not able to find what it is that you need to find. I am not exactly 100% sure what the topic is going to be for our next podcast. I've got a list of topics. I just haven't decided which one is going to really resonate with me the most next week. But we will be back next week on Thursday. And don't forget tonight... 6.30 p.m. I did talk to Rachel Marie during this recording and she's running a little bit late. She is driving here right now with her kids in the car. She's running a little bit behind because she had a late start to the day and so we may reschedule that. But if we do, you will get all of that information over in the Facebook group from struggling homemakers to thriving home CEOs or in the private app. Download Retractwell, sign up for the private group off of Facebook. We don't all have to be on major social media in order to connect. And with that, you guys have a Wonderland day and I'm gonna go get my house ready for my weekend of guests.